Sean Quinn was out and about there last week launching his new book. He has a memoir out which he claims is to put forward his story and uh, the name of the book is In My Own Words but basically he is making certain statements which the head of Anglo-Irish which bankrupted Quinn uh, has described as pure nonsense and has accused Quinn of trying to rewrite history with a fairy tale of Trumpian uh, proportions. That's uh, Donald Trump. Mike Ainsley, former Anglo CEO, he's now in Australia, but he has rejected as nonsense the claims that are being made by Sean Quinn now in what he claims is an attempt to rewrite history. He says, Ainsley says that Quinn paints a picture of himself as a victim and then tells the same fairy tale time and time again in the hope that people will actually believe him. Anglo-Irish Bank seized the Quinn Group in April 2011 because Anglo-Irish Bank was owed a debt of $2.88 billion. That's $2.88 billion. And this arose from risky, high-risk investments that Quinn made in Anglo shares by way of contracts for difference. Quinn gave a series of interviews last week, including on Prime Time to Miriam O'Callaghan and on News Talk, to promote his book in my own words he said that the seizure of his business empire and his family's international port property portfolio was based on fraud he did admit that he and his family tried to frustrate the bank's efforts to take over the international property portfolio worth hundreds of millions but says they only did this because the property was taken from us illegally that's what quinn says Quinn says any of the assets in the Quinn Group, like the hotels or pubs or glass factories or cement factories, we never tried to touch any of those assets, he told News Talk. We only touched assets that were taken from us illegally. Mr Ainsley, who now lives in Australia, former CEO of Anglo-Irish Bank, said Quinn was made a bankrupt in January 2012, arising from debts of 2.3 billion euros. He said Mr Quinn signed a document that was both a guarantee and an indemnity for the debt. That meant that even if the loan wasn't fully enforceable under the guarantee, which it was, according to Ainsley, then the indemnity kicked in. Justice Peter Kelly in the High Court, the Commercial Court, he agreed and he bankrupted Quinn. Other members of the Quinn family had signed similar documents. Due to the value of the Quinn Group companies not covering all of the outstanding debt, Ainsley said that the bank was entitled to seek to secure the international property portfolio owned by the family. He said no court had ever suggested the loans advanced to Mr Quinn were illegal and that the businessman continued to invest in Anglo shares after he was told to stop by former Anglo chief executive David Drum and Sean Fitzpatrick, the late Sean Fitzpatrick, the former chairman of Anglo-Irish Bank. Quinn then pursued other questionable sources to increase and fund further CFD positions in the bank's shares, according to Ainsley. On Mr Quinn's distinction between the Quinn Group and the family's international property portfolio, and his view that the property or that the family only conspired to protect assets that were taken from us illegally, Ainsley described this as pure nonsense. There was nothing the family could do about the Quinn Group companies once the bank had taken control. So Quinn and other family members embarked on a scheme to put the foreign property assets beyond the reach of the bank. 
He said that Anglo was not the only creditor owed money by the Quinn Group. Bondholders were owed, owed a further 1.25 billion euros and this group was also involved in the overall debt recovery process. On the day before the seizure of the Quinn Group in April 2011, Ainsley had a meeting with Quinn where the businessman argued unsuccessfully that he'd be able to repay the Anglo debt if he was given more time. Ainsley said that the solution that Quinn proposed for clearing his debt was similar to those proposed by a number of the bank's other over-leveraged clients, seeking more time and relying on magical thinking that the market would return valuations to pre-crash levels imminently. He added the fact that it wasn't just the Quinn's ability to service the debt was gone, it was that the group couldn't service debt at a time when valuations of assets had collapsed and the markets he was servicing had also collapsed. He simply wasn't viable. The actions the bank took in relation to Quinn were consistent with those used in other cases where cooperation was poor, distress was evident and where the risk to the bank of delay was likely for their losses. Quinn was jailed for nine months for contempt in late 2012 because of his and his family's admitted effort to frustrate the IBRC's attempt to seize the family's international property portfolio. The bank took High Court civil conspiracy proceedings. Mr Quinn's son, Sean Quinn Jr., was also jailed for contempt. Mr Quinn's cousin, Peter Quinn, son of former uh, GA President Peter Quinn, was sentenced for contempt, but he fled to Northern Ireland. The conspiracy proceedings were settled in 2019 when the five adult children of Mr Quinn consented to judgments against them of €88 million each but the execution of the judgments was stayed on condition. They took steps to help secure the return of the assets associated with the international property portfolio. As part of the proceedings, the children wanted to claim they were put under undue influence by their father to sign guarantees supporting Anglo loans. The settlement also involved the Quinns dropping a claim they had taken against the IBRC in which they were disputing the legality of the Anglo loans. There's a further development arising from Quinn's promotion of his book and specifically an interview that he gave last week on News Talk. The Gardaí have contacted executives of the radio station because Quinn said that he would have preferred to see other individuals harmed rather than Kevin Lunny, who was abducted in 2019. So the Gardaí in Cavan Monaghan contacted the News Talk executives and interviewed them on Monday. Witness statements were taken. The recording of the interview on News Talk last week was also being studied by detectives to determine if it breached the law around threatening or insightful behaviour. Garda sources confirmed the interviews took place, though efforts to secure a comment from the men named by Mr Quinn, Lee McCaffrey and John McCartan, were not successful. During the interview, Quinn spoke of the 2000 and, uh, or 2019 attack on Kevin Lunny, the executive who previously worked for him in the Quinn Group. Mr Lunny and his fellow former Quinn Industrial Holdings colleagues, Mr McCaffrey and Mr McCartan, are currently senior executives in Manock Holdings. It's in effect some of the former uh, Quinn businesses under a new name and with new owners. In the interview, though, Mr Quinn accepted it had often been implied that he was the so-called paymaster, but he strongly denied it. He said he hadn't got the price of a bag of spuds, and he said that uh, Mr Loney knows well that I had not hand, act, nor part in his abduction. However, 
Mr. Quinn went on to make comments now being examined by the Garda who were already investigating the campaign of violence against the local business executives now running some of the former Quinn companies. Specifically, Mr. Quinn said he would have preferred to see Mr. McCaffrey and Mr. McCartan targeted and not Mr. Lunny. News Talks host Kieran Cudahy described the remarks as incendiary. Mr Quinn heavily qualified them and also condemned all forms of violence numerous times during the interview. He said, If Sean Quinn wanted somebody to be kidnapped in Derry Lynn and it's something that would never, ever, ever cross my mind or anybody belonging to me, the Quinns are not that type of people. But if we did feel that something should be, somebody should be beaten up or whatever it might be, it certainly wouldn't be Kevin Lunny. Mr Cudahy from News Talk then asked him who would it be. Mr Quinn replied, well, it'd be people at a higher level than Kevin Lunny. If you're asking me, would I rather see John McCartan or Lee McCaffrey beaten up than Kevin Lunny? The answer is yes. He then went on to say I wouldn't be in favour of anybody being beaten up, adding what had happened uh, already were barbaric acts. He said the point was he was making was that Mr Lunny had been made a scapegoat and what had occurred it was not a plan Mr Lunny had created. So that is the story of Sean Quinn and the promotion of his book and uh, in my own words I think it's called he's putting his side of the story and um, you can make up your own mind. There's a, another uh, interview or another video on this channel my youtube channel which i'll put a link to either up here or up here i think it's this side it appears and it's to do with a documentary there a few years ago about sean quinn called the quinn country or quinn country it was i think a three-part documentary on rte i made a video about it you might be interested in having a look at that as well to see the overall uh, context I suppose for this uh, Sean Quinn's attempt at rehabilitation and what went wrong in terms of his loss of his empire and so on and so forth hope you find this video useful if you do I would appreciate if you gave it the thumbs up down below thanks a lot